Downsize with Style podcast to help you create a happy home and refine your new lifestyle. My name is Bettina. I'm an interior stylist and author of Downsize with Style, the first practical guide for empty nesters to manage their downsizing project. Today we are talking about finding the right place to live, which is vital for your future well-being. And there's so many factors to take into consideration when looking for your future home. Are you overwhelmed with the number of retirement housing options to choose from? Are you frustrated with the level of information you are receiving when contacting village operators? Are you time poor and find it hard to find a place for your elderly parents? Don't worry, you're not alone. Stay tuned to this podcast and you will find out about a very clever online platform that will help you solve your challenges. I'm very excited because today I will introduce you to a lovely lady I met uh, the other day and she went through all of this years ago and she was so frustrated about the level of information she got. Um, So she decided to start an online platform for seniors housing options called Seniors Housing Online. So I would like to introduce you to Amanda Graham today. As I said, I met her uh, the other day and was really excited to hear her story. And I thought more people should listen to this story. And I invited her to um, join me on this podcast. And she said yes. And now she's here with you today. And uh, welcome, Amanda. Thank you, Bettina. It's great to be here. Yeah, fantastic. And maybe the best is if you just start sharing your story with our audience And then we can start answering some questions or discussing a few things. Well, well, I started on this journey about more than 10 years ago now when I was looking for a retirement village for my father. And at that stage, I was um, working in a very busy job. I had children in school. Um, I was very time poor. And my father was looking for a retirement village um, up on the central coast, which was a couple of hours drive away. Mm-hmm. So I was very, I found it very, very difficult um, to locate suitable retirement villages for him. And the, the process was extremely frustrating because at that stage there was nothing on the internet. And I kept wondering why there was no website that was like realestate.com or domain um, that would make it easy for people to find, locate retirement villages. So eventually, um, in sheer frustration, my sister-in-law and myself set up our website, Seniors Housing Online, um, with families like ourselves in mind. Um, We wanted a one-stop shop so that you could go online into one place, 24 hours a day, whatever time you've got available, and search for what you need by ticking boxes. You didn't have to know anything about the aged care industry. You didn't have to know about different levels of care. You can just go on and tick a box and up will come photographs and information and you can search by price, you can search by location, you can search by lifestyle features if that's what you want. Um, but, but originally I had such a difficult time because I ended up having to go through the yellow pages and, and literally ring hundreds of places and I had no idea whether they were nursing homes or whether they were retirement villages and whether they, were, whether they had any vacancies, whether the price point was right. Um, it was just such a difficult process and every, every other family I spoke to at that time said, yes, they were having the same sort of problems. So we thought mm. it's one of those things that's really under the radar that everyone you talk to is having the same problem but there's just nothing there for people. So 
So over 10 years, Catherine and I have um, worked to build up the site. Um, we've now got thousands of listings on there. It operates with all the latest real estate functionality, which makes it very easy for people searching the site to find what they need. They can search by maps. They can search um, by all the different features or price point. Um, but most importantly, there are a whole lot of photographs on there of all the places, so you've got a good idea of what it is you're looking at. Um, we encourage... Uh, um, the places to put their prices on there so it makes it much easier for people to search um, and my background is as originally as a solicitor so I do have some insight into the different sorts of title and occupancy arrangements for some of these places so that means that while I can't I don't provide individual advice for people on the site we do have a news and information page where we have a lot of articles and information and links to useful services mm. uh, and the one thing we do stress is that is that while retirement villages can be absolutely fantastic as they were in my father's case they really really um you know, gave him a fabulous lifestyle and friends and people around him and ultimately supportive services when he needed those. Um, but, uh, but, but you also have to be very careful to get legal advice because the issue is that the legal title that you're buying is different to if you were moving into another house or another apartment. Um, and what that means is that all of the... Or there are many different types of title and there are many different contracts. And you do hear a lot of criticism, oh, they have deferred management fees, you know, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. But the issue is that they are all very different. Um, and you will get two or three retirement villages basically in one suburb and each of the three will have a completely different financing structure and the fees that apply may be completely different. So it is very important to shop around Get that information. If you find something you like, it is very important to go to a solicitor so that you fully understand exactly what it is that you are buying, exactly what the recurrent charges are, the entry price, and if there are any exit charges or if there is any capital gain at the end of the um, process, if if ultimately when, when the unit is sold. Um, so there are lots of complexities yeah. in this, but, but it certainly is something that... Um, that we had a very good experience with in our family and, and I'm a great, great supporter of, of retirement villages um, on the basis that consumers do do get all the right information and all the right advice before they do commit to buying. Yeah, uh, if I can just say something to that, I think that's a major problem, that information overload these days. There's so yeah. many things on the market and especially if you are planning to downsize or to sell your home and move yeah. somewhere else in a, no matter where that will be if it's a retirement village or a, a, a small house or something yes. it's sort yes. of there's so these people are overwhelmed with all the information that's kind of falling on them and everyone's telling them something um so that's i think that's a major problem to really find in all that yeah, in, in this big, big information empire thing to find the right things, what you need. And, and so this yes. is why it's really helpful to have, um, like, for example, for that um, housing question, you have platforms like Seniors Housing Online where you can go, as you said, and type in, I want to live in that suburb and it should yes. be this big or I, want, I need this and I want that. So that's that helps you to uh, drill down the number of retirement uh, villages. What we aim to do is help people narrow down. The yeah, exactly. So, 
And I think that's a big part of it to actually, I mean, the first thing for us as consumers was to be able to identify what was suitable, what was in the market, what was suitable and what we were attracted to. Mm. Um, and that's the very first step. The next step, obviously, is to get the information from the operators or the managers of the village yeah. uh, to find out more. And that's where it does become very complicated because there are different types of legal um, categories of village. So, I mean, you do have government legislation that means that operators or managers have to provide consumers with certain types of information if they're looking at a retirement village. But there are many villages also um, in different places which, while they might look like a retirement village, they may not be captured by the retirement village legislation. Mm. So what, what um, I mean, there are plenty of those, um, particularly up the coast and up in Queensland, um, and look, they can look like very attractive retirement villages with beautiful new homes on them. But what they are is you are actually buying what is technically a demountable home. It may be an architect designed and it may look like a permanent home, but technically it's a demountable. And mm. while you may pay full price for the house... Um, you actually then rent the site from the operator. Mm. And those, that operates under different laws entirely. So, again, that's why I always stress it's particularly important to have a solicitor. Um, if, you, if you narrow things down to two or three villages or even one village that you're very keen on, um, to make sure you run that past a solicitor so you are right. absolutely crystal clear on what your rights are and what the obligations are in paying so um, to live in a village. Yeah, so basically the steps would be I use your site to narrow yes. down like I have three or five villages or places I like, then yeah. I go there, visit them or go yes. to one of these yes. information we, days we, and... Um, And then when I, then obviously they will they offer you contracts or what they usually do, they do these tours and then they ask, yeah. Yeah, maybe offer people a contract. And then it's really important to take that and um, to I your solicit. There's, there's yeah. another step in there, which is shop around as well. Yeah. I mean, I, I would say use our site to find out what's out there on the listings in our site, as well as all the photographs and descriptions and lists of all the facilities. Yeah. There is direct email which goes directly to the village to make inquiries or to set up an inspection. Um, I certainly, even if there's one you absolutely love and you think it's absolutely gorgeous and you fall in love with it, I would still be shopping around to compare other nearby villages because you really need to understand what are the differences. You know, is mm. there a huge difference in price? Is there a huge difference in terms of ongoing maintenance costs? Because you will find that some villages with a lot of beautiful features like large swimming pools and clubhouses and some even have golf courses. Mm. So the, the actual monthly maintenance costs may be higher on those villages um, than on a village which has a less. But that's not necessarily the case because they do structure their fees differently. Mm. Uh, and then some of them do give you um, either all the capital gain or some of the capital gain. So it's it's all very, it's all quite complicated. So I would always say, you know, use the site to look around and make um, arrangements to inspect. When yeah. you go along to inspect these villages, they are obliged to give you an information pack Yeah. which includes a contract and other information. Definitely do that to more than one village so you're comparing what's around on the market. Um, and then if you're really thinking seriously about committing to one of those villages, at that point go to a specialist solicitor and we do have links and um, articles on this on the website 
um, to have them look over the information and they can explain to you um, and they will be experienced in this and they will be able to tell you, um, you know, exactly what the obligations are. Now, just because the obligations might be complex in terms of how the fees are structured over time, it doesn't mean that it's a bad thing, but it does mean that you need to be able to understand that. Uh, I mean, quite often um, what happens is that particularly, say, on the northern beaches of Sydney, you can quite often buy a quite a nice one-bedroom apartment um, and you can buy into those villages at a rate which is much lower than the surrounding um, property, which mm. means that you can have a beautiful lifestyle in a beautiful suburb at a much lower price point to get in. And if it is one of the villages which doesn't have enormous facilities, you might find that their, um, their monthly monthly operating fee, which is just like a strata fee if you're living in an apartment, is actually very low as well. Um, and then, you know, there may be there may be fees that apply when you leave or it may just be a question of sharing the capital gain. So so that's where the solicitor you really need to fully mm. understand all of that and the solicitor will, will definitely walk you through those things. Yeah, yeah. And um, so how how long would you say this process usually takes like if you people start looking or when should they start basically looking for um... well it's, it's interesting because i think people do start thinking about things and it may take a year or more mm. before they are ready to move and we have done surveys of the people using the website mm -hmm. and what we find typically is that people are looking um, somewhere between 18 months and six months before they mm. you know, feel they are ready to make a move. Yeah. Um, because, I mean, that's where the website is ideal because it does allow you to research the market, see what's out there, take your time looking around. I mean, obviously, if you are selling a family home, there's a whole process that you need to go through separately, yes. selling your own house, getting mm. that ready, making sure that you know, the timing works for you, that it's a mm. good time on the market, yeah, that you exactly. find the right agent. You know, there's a lot of lot of organisation that goes with it also. And they're not the sort of decisions that people need to rush into either. And I guess that comes into a separate issue, which is that in the past people have tended to wait until they're very, very elderly and getting yeah. very frail. And then what happens, which is really quite sad, is that somebody has a fall or they become very ill and they end up in hospital, and then they are forced to make yeah. very traumatic circumstances. Yeah. Families have to step in and make decisions about what happens to the home, yeah. and that's really not a nice way to to have to move. Exactly. Yeah. Yes, it's very. I mean, I think what's happening now with the baby boomer generation is that they're they're not hanging on to their homes in the same way that their parents' generation mm. was. Mm. Um, so I think, and also I think, you know. From a practical perspective, people have bigger mortgages these days, so they're more likely to think about downsizing to get rid of the mortgage, to get mm. a low-maintenance place, to think about, you know, yeah. being able to stay there for the next 20 or 30 years if there's not so many stairs, if mm. it's something that's going to be easier to manage yeah. as they get older. Um, you know, so... so Yes, yeah, so, so there's there's lots to think about, but but certainly it's always better to think about this move process when you've got plenty of time to do it, when yeah. there's no rush, and you know you're you're fit and healthy. Exactly. And also, it means that you're able to settle into a new place, make new friends, because it is a big thing moving house. It's yeah. one of the biggest things you can do in your life, and if you're making a very important decision about moving into a village. 
you really want to take your time doing that and feel very comfortable about that and be fit and young enough to, to yeah. make new friends and, and feel good in that new environment. Yeah, I think that's a really important point that you made because it's better to make a decision from an informed perspective, you know, when you yes. feel like after you've done your research over a year and you've yes. seen these and these villages and then you have thought about how could you sell your house. And so you have time enough to gather all the information and feel much more confident to make a decision yes. rather than waiting until you get sick and then it's all yes. emergency decisions and yes. you end up somewhere in the the family is upset and the children have to do stuff they don't want to do and it's yes. yeah 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 yes. that's that's right so yes. i think it's and all I, about I starting is, a, a, sorry yes there, there is an extra dimension with this too in that i mean there are usually you know extended family members adult children who also need to be perhaps need to be consulted or at least informed mm. about what the parents are thinking about because quite often there is a sense of ownership or even a sense of competition around the family home and um, it's a very sensitive area because in some families there can be, um, you know, there, there can be angst amongst the children. Are the parents selling the family home and what happens? What's to happening, the yeah, yeah. Are they throwing money down the drain that is not going to be recouped down the track if the parents eventually die and leave the money to the children? Mm. You know, so, so there are a lot of different interests at play um, and it can be quite difficult to manage all of that. So, again, it comes down to it's obviously better not to rush these decisions. It's obviously good to consult people so that, you know, adult children understand the reasons why people are considering moving and the benefits yeah. and it's time to take them through the financial mm. um, this, this is like that issue and uh, communication issue within the family basically yes. so it's yes. it's really totally. people totally. should and I, and I think yeah. you know it, it is quite important to bring everybody with you uh, um, in, in this sort of process so yeah. that does make it even more complicated yeah, yeah. Or it can do. I mean, obviously not for everybody, but, but things do happen in families. Yeah, that's stage. right. So, yeah, yeah, it's important not to be rushed and to make sure everybody has the opportunity to mm. understand what's going on and what the, the drivers for the move are and what the implications are. Yeah. So um, you also mentioned in, your, um, in our little discussion the other day that um, – you started also um, an international site. So basically, yes. if someone wants to move abroad and take a, yes. make a really well, big step, maybe yes. you can tell us a bit about that as well. Well, that's, I mean, I think this is more and more a relevant question because, I mean, as we know here in Australia, I mean, many families have moved here from overseas or mm. they have extended family who live in other countries because we have a high migrant population. Um, And more and more in the world these days, it's a smaller world. Um, kids tend to go to university overseas. Mm. Um, families are more mobile. People move to other countries to live and work. And so families tend to be split. And so what this means is that um, although there are many um, cultural differences and differences in terms of how governments manage aged care, um, what happens is the practical issues for families really seem to be the same across the board. So we were very interested, um, looking particularly at the Southeast Asian um, area, yeah. to find out that even though traditional extended family was the way that older people were looked after for the last few generations, um, that with, with basically um, family members being split across different countries and working in different places, that those countries were, were, are starting to develop um, many more retirement village type developments 
Yeah. Um, so, so there's a lot of construction going on of those new sorts of facilities, and um, and basically consumers and you know and uh, you know either baby boomers or seniors or or their adult children are all using the internet to actually locate place suitable places for mum and dad to live in their later yeah. years. Um, so it really is quite fascinating. So. So we had noticed actually for, for years since we first set up the Australian website more than 10 years ago that when we looked at our Google Analytics to see where our visitors were coming from, there were always a lot of people from other countries using mm-hmm. the site to search for Australian retirement living. Um, and they were probably, you know, Australians living abroad looking for their parents. I mean, you know, lots there's lots of things that it could have been, but but basically it made us think, though, that if this is happening in other countries as well and there are not websites there, then we already have a lot invested in our website and in our platform. The technology is there. It was relatively easy to open it up to new countries. Um, So that's what we've done. So in the last six months, we've now got a new .com site. So it's seniorshousingonline.com, and that has a range of countries. So we have um, we now have retirement properties in the USA, in China, in Indonesia, in Malaysia, in India, in Malta. Oh, it, it's it just mm. goes. Oh, in Fiji, yeah, there's yes. more coming all the time. So the, the word is your oyster. <laughs> yes, yeah. that's right. It, yeah. Surprisingly, I mean, the world is a much smaller place yeah. these days, and and the same applies for retirement living. And I mean, that's the beauty of of the internet, isn't it? It makes it so accessible for people to find what they need. Yeah. Um, so it's actually very exciting. And um, you mentioned before there are some other sources of information on the. Um, Australian site. Um, yes. So that is basically news and... Um, we have a news and information page and that has a whole lot of links to useful services, either government services or a whole lot of other um, organisations that help people either with financial decisions or with other types of information that they may need. And we also do um, a whole series of news articles with interesting topics for people um, for people who are, uh, are starting to think about retirement, starting to plan their downsizing. I mean, one of the big issues, of course, is that people are retiring later or less likely to fully retire these days. Yeah. Um, since the global financial crisis, I mean, at one stage it was quite popular for people to retire from work in their early 50s. And since the GFC, even in Australia alone, there's been something like a 40% increase in the number of over 60s in the workforce. People Mm. are basically staying on or they're continuing to work part-time. Even if they downsize and move to a retirement village, they're still continuing to work at least part-time for as long as they can. And they're doing Mm. that not just for financial reasons. I mean, more and more people are saying, look, I need to keep my brain active. What would I do? You know, it sounds beautiful in theory to think, oh, gee, I'll play golf every day. But for a lot of people, you know, it It, sounds better than the reality. Yeah, (laughs) and the day can be very long if you don't have anything to do anymore, you know, if there's no children anymore. And um, I'm sometimes thinking... What happened if my or if my children are gone for a few days to their grandma and I think, oh my god, nothing to do here. Exactly. And I mean, people really do crave purpose and meaning in their life. Yeah. And I think because people are living longer um, and they're more active into their older years, they're much healthier. Yeah, exactly. Um, there's there's this talk of this sort of um, uh, this sort of encore career where people 
retire from the sort of busy career or full-time work that they had while they were bringing their children up mm. and they looked for a portfolio of interests or they looked for a mix of part-time work and volunteer work. Yeah. But essentially people are very keen to find some meaning in their life. Yeah, and, and yesterday I... They feel like they're making some... a difference and there's mm. it, means it gives purpose to their life. Yeah, exactly. I just saw yesterday in the news um, about this idea to um, employ grandparents for the child's um, care. I mean, that was interesting. And this is what I what I also heard. I mean, from visiting a village um, last month, and there were um, some of the residents said, "Oh, yeah, my grandchildren are coming every week." So they, this is also something. So they can still do something and help, you know, with childcare or whatever they want to do yeah yes, and then yes so you don't and, don't and I think s- that has been the case for quite a while that uh, I mean I mean that's another factor in people working part-time I mean when their grandchildren come along I mean because of the difficulty with childcare mm. um, and supporting mortgages particularly in places like Sydney where houses housing is very expensive it means that people can't afford full-time childcare or else they would actually prefer to have a grandmother or grandfather looking after the children perhaps yeah. one or two days a week, and that can fit quite neatly into part-time work, mm. uh, particularly if it's not too onerous for the grandparents. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, all right. Um, so um, what else do we have to um, – did we forget something? Or <laughs> Sounds all good. We spoke about the important steps like doing the research, shopping around, visiting villages, inspecting them, getting the info pack, and also yeah. – um, consulting the solicitor as a really important step um yeah i think just in terms of trends i mean again a few years ago it was very popular for people to downsize from sydney and perhaps move up to the coast to a holiday sort of place where they would have a nice lifestyle by the beach yeah Uh, and that way they would be buying a cheaper place up there which also meant that they had money to put in the bank to fund their retirement But those sort of things are changing, particularly as people are staying in the workforce for longer. So it's now become much more popular to downsize within the city. So we're finding, particularly in Sydney, it's very popular for people to sell the family home anywhere in Sydney and move somewhere like, for example, the Northern Beaches, because that way they can combine um, a sort of beachside lifestyle and somewhere where the family want to come and visit them, but they're still close enough yeah, uh, to get around by public transport, have mm. the grandkids and family come and visit them, access yeah. health services in the city, and, of course, very importantly, um, be able to travel to work if that's what yeah, they need yeah. to do. That's uh, a, so, yeah. so there's been quite a turnaround in the last, you know. Yeah, that, that's right. That is what I also found when I researched for my book. And I'm I'm following a bit the urban planning scene here in Sydney, and it's quite interesting. I um, have been at um, to an event with Urban Task Force Australia, where they talked about um, the future of the city and where all these um, hubs emerge, basically. And that's right, what you said. People want to downsize close to where they currently live and be nearby the where there's infrastructure, where there's their community and so you see basically in the city and then a ring around the city the inner west in the south and then lower north shore and the beaches as well so it's all these areas close to the city that are very popular and where you also see all these apartment buildings coming up yes so yeah all right um And I should probably add too, I mean, the other thing that I didn't mention with the .com site, the international site, 
is that what they're also um, what we're also seeing on that side is places like they have villas in Bali in a development which is geared to older people mm. um, where each little villa has its own swimming pool they have a world class health center attached to it um, and it's very very affordable um, for it they started one hundred and ninety nine thousand so, I mean, that sort of thing is also, I think, very attractive to Australian families in the sense that you could possibly spend a few months of the year there, um, you could have family to visit you, and you could spend part of the time, um, you know, back in Australia with, you know, closer to family members here. Yeah. Um, and I think there are lots of exciting developments like that. So the whole concept of retirement and is really changing Um and, and, and the sort of lifestyle options that go with that yeah. are, are really opening up. And this is why it's so important to be informed, to be well informed. Yes. There's so many new things coming up. And, I mean, yes. no one can read the whole day newspapers and watch everything on yes. TV. It's so many things. This is why, yeah, sites yes. like yours and there's lots of other sites that help people to find the right yes, solutions right. for them. So that, that's really important, I think, yeah. yeah. Thank you, Amanda, for sharing all that with us. That's really great. It was awesome. And uh, I just want to repeat the website again. It's www.seniorshousingonline.com.au if you want more information or browse some interesting retirement villages. Thank you, Bettina. It's been lovely talking not to you. Not a problem, not a problem. Um, and we can um, do future recordings. That's not yes. a problem if we have topics to talk about. I yes, think there are so that, many issues in yeah. this area. There's so many issues. <laughs> exactly. So I'm happy to welcome you back to other um, podcasts. And um, for all the listeners, I would um, really ask you to leave a rating on iTunes and share the podcast with your friends and your community if you found it interesting. Um, I would also love to hear from the listeners because it's if you have any issues you would like to have addressed, that would be great. Leave Email me or um, via my website, um, which is www.downsizewithstyle.com. So there's a contact form and you can email me ideas or topics you would like to hear about. And then I will try and um, um, find some information for you. And also I would like to give an outlook for the next episodes. Um, I'm going to talk with another lovely lady about a very hot topic, which is how to deal with sentimental items when downsizing. And I'm also going to be at the Retirement and Lifestyle Expo in Sydney um, on the weekend. And I'll see what I find there, which is um, which I would like to share with you then. So thank you very much for listening. Stay tuned and spread the word. Cheers. Cheers.